I feel very comfortable with this episode. Do you know why? Why? It fits me to a T. Itch manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. How Hello. are you? I'm I'm well, my dear. Oh, sorry. I jumped it. I jumped the queue. You did. Oh, my right. director's going to have my bottom. Oh, <laughs> good, just... good thing that we're the director. Oh, good. Uh, well, um, I'm... Uh, you know, it's another late night recording, <laughs> by which I mean, what, 7.30 p.m.? Eastern not, time? Not as late as it has been ever, but, you know, I would much rather do it during the day. Yeah, uh, I understand that. Because my, uh, if nothing else, I, we don't have a monitor in the booth, mm-hmm. and uh, we're hoping our uh, 18-month-old isn't like, oh, no, you know what? Forget this. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like she would do it. Yeah. Oh, wow! I am. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey. You know hey. what I could use, Teresa? What could you use? A little peace. A little calm. A little tranquility. Let's find some. Okay. Because we're talking about the Japanese tea ceremony. Okay. Um. First, first I must say, Alex loves tea. This is Alex true. loves tea. Yeah. Um. And so she wrote how much she loves tea and wrote about how much she loves learning about tea. And she wrote about how she is so thankful to Nico who suggested this topic. And she loves it so much that she saved this topic for her birthday week. So happy go. birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, Alex. We should also just go ahead and stay, um, Teresa and I, there are many things uh, that we talk about on Schmanners that we kind of have a lot of experience with, right? Mm-hmm. that we have uh, just naturally done a lot in our lives. This is obviously uh, one of those topics where this is not something we should be considered the experts on. Of course not, no. Th- there are so many resources online that you can find, uh, documentaries, books, uh, videos, all kinds of things uh, of people who have made it their study to be experts in the Japanese tea ceremony. So in this circumstance, we are passing along information from mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I do think, though, you, uh, having dabbled in Zen, yes, uh, will have a very unique perspective. I wouldn't say dabbled. I've, I've studied. I've done it for years. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's always room for improvement. This is true. That's why it's called a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about... I'm going to bet, can I guess, that the sure. Japanese uh, tea ceremony started in Japan? I mean, yeah, but it actually started in China. Oh, man. <laughs> I really thought I had it. Ah, oh, beans. Okay. Um, okay. So the way of tea or sado uh, means the right way or the perfect way that leads to 
awakening or peace of mind. Right. So it's it's kind of like a ritual, right? So it's very practiced. It's a ceremony, right? It's very practiced, very specialized. Um, but it has gone through several iterations. And it's like, you know, it's very spiritually centered. I mean, a lot of, of different cultures around the world use tea in kind of a, a healing way. Um, but this is like body, soul kind of so healing. The word that I would use, we watched, uh, you know, to prepare for this, we watched a Japanese tea ceremony right before we recorded. And the word I would use uh, to describe it is mindful, right? Because in order, like, just watching her movements, it was very, like, nothing was rushed. Everything was right. very much, like, the idea of, like, now I am doing this. This is me scooping the thing. This is me wiping the thing. Right? Yeah, it is very mindful, except you're supposed to practice it until you don't have to think about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what mindful is, you know? Is it? But wait a minute. Is mindful... Knowing something so well that you don't have to think about it, or is mindful thinking about something that you know while you're present doing it? Um, I think it's about being mindful, being present in the moment, right? But the goal being that that is just how you're living naturally mm. without this sounds so dumb, but without mindfully being mindful, right? That you're just that you're. Uh, autopilot is mindfulness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Um, Nevertheless, it is definitely an enjoyable, comforting ritual, and it is rooted in the principles of Zen, Buddhism, and Shinto. Uh, I would also say, uh, and this is going to sound like I'm making a joke, but in no way am I uh, making light of this. Watching that ceremony video, if you are someone who experiences ASMR... You uh, would enjoy this on, I would say, an even deeper level um, because that there's something about it, too, that's a very uh, common, like, ASMR trigger that has to do with, like, being taken care of. Mm-hmm, that feel- mm-hmm. And so, like, when I was watching this woman prepare this, right, every step seemed important in yeah. a way where it's just this feeling of, like, oh, this is something. Right. It's like when you have, um, you know, somebody if you get measured for clothing and the person takes it very seriously and they're very sharp with their job or like you have that like server at a restaurant who is like passionately describing like why the food, why they think you would enjoy this. Like that feeling of like, oh, this is something this is there is a weight to this moment that makes it special. Mm -hmm. And then it just tingles galore. (laughs) Um, So the whole ceremony is about preparing, serving, and then drinking the tea, uh, which is usually matcha, which we'll come back to that, um, in a ritualistic way to promote well-being, mindfulness, harmony, and bonding between Mm -hmm. the host and the guest. There can be a guest of honor and then several other people or just one guest. Like I was saying, that feeling of I am taking this very seriously to make like a cup of tea for you. Mm-hmm. It shows that like care in the simplicity of it. Absolutely. Of just like, hey, this is a simple thing that I could rush, but you mean so much to me that I am going to be so careful with this. And like, yeah, it's beautiful. And like a lot of the coolest things, it used to only be practiced by the elite Zen monks and noble warlords uh-huh. uh, throughout most of Japan's history. Um, and like I said, 
it has ties to ancient China as well. Sure. Um, so the Chinese were the first to adopt the practice of a ritual tea drinking, uh, which spread into Japan through trade. The leaves were first brought to Japan during the Nara period, which uh, is somewhere between 710 CE and 784 CE. So what? That's like, uh, what, 1300 years ago? Something like that. Somewhere in there. Okay. Um, and the monks who brought them to Japan only used them in the temples for religious services. So um, most of the Japanese tea ceremony is rooted in those ancient spiritual practices. Okay. All right. So like I, like I mentioned, tea has been used throughout history as a wellness uh, Ever since a, wellness a leaf product. fell into some water. <laughs> and someone said, man, why not? We're bored. We don't have TV yet. Let's try it. Okay, go on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, for medicinal purposes, and you know everything that's that's cool gets used by the the nobility first. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they were right. There's not a lot of things that that used as wellness products has a lot. You know, there's not. Yeah, no, there's no, no, not no. a lot in that bucket. Yeah. But so far, we think that, yeah, green tea especially is great for you. Man, antioxidants, you know, free free radical. No, tannins. Well, I they, don't... You got delicious biff tannins in there. But here's, <laughs> but I will say that, like, a lot of things, like um, honey, um, probably aspirin, um, tea, while it does have medicinal purposes, the number of things that could be ascribed to it in the past of like, and it'll fix this. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, no, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Um, there's also caffeine in tea, yeah, which is great, right? And they then, way, way, way back, they probably didn't know that there what caffeine was. Yeah, they just drink they, it, felt great. They did know, yeah, that it was like kind of a, a pep you up machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and the Zen monks might have adapted this ritual in order to stay awake during longer periods of meditation. Uh, this is what I will say as someone who I, I there. So the the Zen center that I uh, used to frequent now I have kids and I just do it at home. But I used to frequent they will do like weekend long like silent retreats mm. uh, in a place called Furnace Mountain. And all I could think is like six hours sitting still. I would either get so bored or just nap. And just to take a little <laughs> That's what nap. the tea was for. Yeah. But then again, my my the Zen teacher there would often say, like, eh, if you fall asleep, you fall asleep. That's fine. That's great. That's very Zen of him. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, so that leads us to the first patriarch of Zen Buddhism. I would love to hear about that, but you know what I want to hear about first? Yeah. Thank you, notes for our sponsors. You want to know what? This isn't one of those Hollywood advertising lies. This oh, is yeah? true. We used DoorDash this evening. We, we did. <laughs> so this is a thank you note to DoorDash as a sponsor, but also uh, for providing our dinner this evening. <laughs> because sometimes when you have two kids and a, and a, a life that's full of stuff, <laughs> and you're just like, you know what? I want leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so you just you go on DoorDash and you order, uh, I would say, 1.5 times the amount of food that you need. Uh, but you know what else? It's not just food, my friends. It's uh, household necessities as well. As I just discovered, 
There's a liquor store on DoorDash yeah. here. They've got everything on DoorDash now. Uh, snacks, drinks, household essentials, all in 30 minutes with DoorDash. They connect you with the restaurants you love. Uh, and like I said, get the other things you need, not just uh, meals from restaurants. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD, all one word. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD. Subject to change, terms apply. Schmanners is also sponsored in part by Zola. Weddings beginning yep. to happen again. So nice. Um, and I would love to introduce you to Zola where you can create your very own special day on your very own site. All your friends will be impressed and they'll probably give you money for your honeymoon, or shall I say, money moon, Ooh. if you don't want to go anywhere. I mean, like, if you just want the money to, like, I don't know, fix your house or whatever. Right, and Zola can help you with that. Uh, they can help you create, save the dates, invites, wedding website, uh, and gift registry, and all of this stuff. Like, so the planning tools are great. And it's also fun to have like a centralized location that you can send everybody to, right? Especially if you're inviting like, I don't know, if you have any like friends or relatives that aren't tech savvy mm -hmm. and you don't want to be like, yeah, okay, so here's this super long URL or like right. click through these three things or just open this thing I sent you and then click. <sighs> no, just one place, one stop shop. So when you're planning your wedding, start with Zola. Go to Zola.com slash Schmanners today and use the promo code SAVE50 for 50% off your save what? the dates. I know. There's a lot of stuff that goes with a wedding, and that is a great deal. Zola is the one place to start for your wedding day. That's Zola.com slash Schmanners. Code SAVE50. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, where were we, Teresa? So, back to the Buddha Dharma. Yes. 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 Tell me. There was there was a guy named Morata Shuko, which could also be pronounced Juko or Shakao. Okay. Um, he was born sometime around 1423. Um, and a good, yeah, fine, yeah. Well, fine. the summer that year was so mild. I remember it well. Oh, how we would walk by the stream. We did? Yeah, you remember? Okay. 
Um, he was present in the temple from a very early age and eventually became a Buddhist priest. And just tea didn't change his life. Oh. But one of his Zen teachers um, said to him that the Buddha Dharma is also in the way of the tea. Okay. And before this, he had basically used the tea like everyone else did, just kind of like stay awake to study, right? Um, But this hit him in a way where he decided to create the tea ceremony. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so there was already some form of the ceremony in existence at the time, but Shuko's set out to craft it into a uniquely Japanese experience. And in a funny way, he used the Chinese tea ceremony to make a Japanese one. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, why reinvent the wheel? You know what I mean? Just take a wheel that's already there, make a better wheel. Or a different wheel. I should a say different a different wheel. wheel. A different wheel. Um. So Chinese utensils were totally in vogue at the time. Um, And the thing is, though, like, there were kind of, like, tea ceremony snobs that were like, What? Get out of town. Tea snobs? Wait, stop. (laughs) You're telling me. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But... He suggested that the tea ceremony beginners, so because you have to practice it a lot. Well, it's called uh, a practice, go that's, on. That's right. Should start with Chinese pieces in order to fully appreciate Japanese utensils that they'll use later on once they're masters. Okay, so this dude definitely thought his version was better, right? I mean, of course yeah, he did. Okay. Everybody thinks their own brand is the best, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so... He worked to create a Japanese tea culture that blended the useful elements of other practices rather than, you know, starting over. I think the, I, the wheel, I think, works great yeah, in this. I think that that, that is. That wheel you spoke of? This wheel. Um, I think that that's probably pretty common as far as like taking a thing and making your. I like, I, I guarantee that, I mean, just here in the US, right? When you think about, for example, uh, the U.S. Oh, the U.S. famous for like barbecue, right? We didn't invent that from scratch, right? You take a process, you make it uniquely yours, right? And by yours, I mean culturally, right? You, right. you take a thing. It's, it's. I think probably at this point hard to track back some of this stuff. Uh, although <laughs> here, tea, China, got it. Okay, got great, it. great, great. Um, and Shuko stressed four values in the tea ceremony: kin. Which a form of humble reverence. Okay. K, a respect for the food and drink. Uh huh. C, purity of both body and spirit. Sure. And Jaku, a Buddhist concept denoting calmness and freedom from desire. I will say that that is another thing uh, in in watching the ceremony that we watched. Right, the mm-hmm. moves that first one uh, specifically Ken, I believe. Uh, that idea of it wasn't flashy, right? This isn't right. like you showing off how good you're doing it. It's very like smooth, direct, uh, succinct motions, right? And not like, who watch, hey, I'm flipping cups, right? Like there's not a lot <laughs> yeah. of, it's not like uh, the movie Cocktail, right? This is oh, very much right, like, exactly. where this isn't me showing off. Shake a shake a shake a shake. Yeah, like shake, the shake, impressiveness shake. is in like the 
precision, right? Mm -hmm. And mindfulness mm -hmm. and not in the like flashiness, right? And so everybody was totally into it. The 15th century brought a swell of tea gatherings. People would come together to drink tea and discuss the aesthetic merits of painting and calligraphy. Uh, see, I thought you were going to say like flower they, arrangements. They came together to drink tea and to discuss tea and to look at tea. <laughs> I mean, they did do that. Yeah. There was a form of like, do you remember that um, Bob's Burgers uh, the episode Wine Train? Sure. Where sure, they sure, had sure, the sure. wine off? Yeah. There yeah. was something very similar at the time where you had three cups of known tea and then one cup mystery tea of mystery tea and you were supposed to taste I love them mystery tea. and taste them and figure out what region the tea leaves Get came from out okay anyway um so another very famous believer in the power of the tea ceremony was named Sen Riku who was another you know another all around appreciative kind of, of of the arts a connoisseur person. well so technically the word is aestheticist aestheticist so aestheticist? like Aesthetic. aestheticist sure that's what I'm gonna go with okay. it, there's a C in there I assume yes I'm gonna make it a soft C okay aestheticist uh, someone who uh, can I just like say seven year old Travis would have hated that word <laughs> Oh, that was pre-speech therapy, Travis. Oh, mm. boy, get out of town. Aestheticist. Uh, so it's about making things beautiful and balanced yeah. and, you know, generally appreciating the way something looks and the vibes it gives off. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um. So. Uh, Aestheticist is better than beauty appreciator, right? <laughs> it's, it's a lot more beautiful. Uh, so Riku adapted Shuko's tea style into a ceremony known as Wabicha, which roughly translates to absence of ornament. Once so again, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, clean, not showy, not flashy. Yeah. That's right. So it was distilled a little more down, focusing on harmony, right, between guests and implements and respect for utensils and the tranquility, like a lot of it, like, and the cleanliness of it. Did you notice in the tea a ceremony? A lot of wiping. A lot of wiping of things. Right. Exactly. But very, once again, precise wiping. Not yes. like, oops, let me get that. It was like, whew, right. One clean movement. One clean, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ritualistic wiping. Yes. So the ceremony has changed and continues to be, you know, Given flair of certain things, sometimes the silk, the silk wipe is different colors or or whatever. Um, ever evolving, ever minimally evolving. Yes, tiny. Um, and so some perform the tea ceremonies as a hobby. Some more as like religion. Some more as like Japanese art. Yeah. Um, but. It takes a very long time to perfect it, um, and it's said that training to become a tea master is not unlike training to become a master at Japanese martial arts. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Um, so. I will say, though, much like anything, this is how I feel whenever I watch, like, gymnastics, where, of course, of course, it's amazing to watch the mm -hmm. athlete do the thing, but I also want to just talk to the judges and be like, how do you get good enough 
to catch everything that they're doing. Because there must be people who like watch like a Japanese tea ceremony, like we watch and go like, oh, they didn't do this. Or like, oh, nope, supposed to go to the left or whatever, right? Sure. And they couldn't do it, but they definitely know when someone else does something wrong. That's more of what I want to study. I okay. See. Okay. It was you, a long walk to get there. You but just want to be a critique. Well, I don't like when you put uh, I want to be uh, a non-practicing expert. How about that? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Not in, not in this. I mean, you can read books. I, I've done okay. it with magic. I know how all magic tricks work, but I can't do them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me walk you through the tea ceremony uh, uh, in a very simplistic manner. Okay. So there's usually a tea house, uh, which can be a small structure detached from the main house, or it can be a special designated room in the house. Okay. Um, it should be... A little more rustic, but simplistic. Um, And they're usually about nine foot square. Um, And there is a little alcove uh, that may hold a flower, a scroll, something beautiful in a way that is also eye-catching. Okay. The ceremony actually starts before you get make the tea. You have to prepare the tea room. Yeah. Prepare the the sweets that go along with it as like a contrast to the bitterness of the tea. And then you prepare the tea itself. So some of these phases are done with kind of like polite conversation and some are done in complete silence. The preparation is where the participants stay silent. All of the focus is on the meditative act of preparing the tea. Um, Again, because there's a spiritual element to it, right? Sure. You can set it up in a formal style or an informal style. Informal is what would you would usually come across. It's about 45 minutes. While the formal ceremony can last four hours. Woo, boy. Like one, two, three, four. Yes, no, four. yes. The number four hours, not four yeah. hours. Right. Four hours. That's right. That's, That's right. why it's better in West Virginia because we would just say four hours <laughs> or four hours, right? It's clearer, uh, right? Four. Hmm. Four. So that that four hour long one is just not just tea, but it's also like a meal. I should hope so. <laughs> Blood sugar drops over four hours. I hope there's snacks. If anyone told me I had to be anywhere for four hours, the next question would be like, cool, is a meal provided? I am like a hobbit in that respect. <laughs> okay. Like a lot of ceremonies or, you know, special occasions, uh, invitations should be sent to guests weeks in advance so that they can have time to properly and leisurely prepare. Uh, So it's not just about looking fancy and shining your shoes. It's more of like an inner preparedness. Right. You don't want to show up to it with uh, a lot of stuff on your mind and turmoil or whatever. You need some time to get in the right headspace. Yeah. Right. Um, so then uh, the you may have your meal um, and it is the like all the the small dishes kind of set around type meal, not like sit down at a restaurant type meal. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like sure, it's yeah, all yeah. very almost tastes of a food. Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, man, I'm really hungry. OK, go on. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of bowing. There's a lot of stand-up, kneel-type stuff. Um, I can't begin to tell you all the times that the host would bow 
But there is usually a guest of honor who uh, is pretty much like eats first. Yeah. That's usually me. Oh, is it? Yeah. At every tea ceremony. It's almost always me. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm very busy. <laughs> Woo. And like like a, you know, English high tea or English afternoon tea, there are subjects that one is permitted to talk about mm-hmm. and subjects that one isn't. Yeah. Permitted. No spoilers. You can't talk about the newest episode of Ted Lasso until everyone's watched it. <laughs> uh it is incredibly good manners to show interest in the tools. Of the of the the set, right, the tea set, um, as well as to appear very reverent when you hold them, um, and the guest of honor can actually comment on, you know, like the food, and you know, ask the host where their utensils were made and and things like that, and that's part of the ritual, and so. The next part is the silent part where you're actually making the tea, making like whisking in the matcha and all that stuff. And and like there's a lot of kind of it's almost like a puzzle, right, where this thing has to be moved here and then this thing moves here and Mm -hmm. then I pick up this thing and I move. And the whole part like that's part of the practice, right? That's the meditation so you're supposed to practice it enough so that what we were talking about earlier, you can do it, your muscles just do it, but you also are watching yourself and doing it, you know? Yeah. And I will also say, once again, uh, ASMR enjoyers, the, that whisking of the matcha. Oh, it's very good. The one we watched, it was like this uh, wooden kind of whisk that looked a lot like those like head massager things you know mm-hmm. you it did a little head. bit uh but with a lot more times and 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 the kind of whisking of it was a very 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 pleasant sound uh and movement now Teresa, you had mentioned that we would talk about matcha later um is that because you do not enjoy the taste of the matcha yes yeah i think that matcha is a um is an acquired taste in the fullest sense of the word, and I'm not acquired to it yet. Mm. I have not acquired that taste because it's it's like jumping into the deep end of a very cold pool, right? See, but I think okay, there are two things that when I'm a kid, when I was a kid, I thought tea would taste like right. Okay. One was basically sugar water, right? That it would be like if you put a like a uh, uh, like a raspberry tea kind of thing into a thing, it would taste like raspberry, it would taste like juice, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing that I thought it would taste like is like matcha or like yerba mate, right? Where it's just like straight up like, this is like grass water, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I like that okay. and I like like sweet tea. And sometimes when I get a tea in the middle, I'm like, this is nothing, this is <laughs> this is nothing for me. Be one thing or the other thing. This is why, I li- listen, coffee, it's exactly what it promises. You smell coffee, you taste coffee, you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I like this or not, but it's definitely something. Yeah. And that's why I sometimes get thrown off by tea where I'm like, oh, uh, red raspberry, you say. Like, well, I guess. I guess. But that's why I like matcha, because matcha is the thing. Your mate is the thing. A super sweet tea is the thing. Although one time we got a tea that we thought BB would really like for oh, a yeah. tea party, and it was like a bubble gum something something. I'm like, oh, awesome. Come to find out that all that meant was like it had gumballs in it. And I was like, no, 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 well, no. I mean, if you. It was a loose leaf tea. Like it was a loose leaf yeah. tea with gumballs in it. If you steep a gumball, the candy does dissolve. I mean, sure. 
But at that point, that's just a waste of gumballs. Yeah. So matcha, I have not yet decided to like it. But someday. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to Nico for suggesting the topic. Thank you to Alex for doing so much research for us. And happy birthday, Alex. That's right. Uh, everybody, Alex reads all your emails, so make sure that you say happy birthday. Also, um, if you would like to watch a tea ceremony, check out some of the YouTube videos in our sources list. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, thank you to Alex for the research, of course. Of course. You. Yes. Uh, thank you to our podcast home, MaximumFun.org. If you want to check out other Ma- uh, McElroy shows, you can go to McElroy.family. Um, let's see. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla and Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. And often we do put out the call for questions for episodes, and that's where you can submit your answers. Um, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Uh, if you love to give and get excellent advice, please join that fan run group. Um, and also keep submitting all of your topics and happy birthdays to Alex. And that is schmannerscast at gmail.com. Oh, and your idioms. We always are collecting idioms. And that's going to do it for this week. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners. Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.